the FT. Today sees the publications of the Financial Times Global MBA Rankings for 2015, and I have with me Della Bradshaw, Business Education Editor, and Lauren Orpman, the statistician in charge of the rankings. To begin with, Della, what are the headlines from the rankings this year? Well, the headline is that Harvard Business School is number one again for the third year. Also, London Business School has moved up into the second slot from third place last year. But just to make the point, the ranking is still dominated by US schools. 50 of the top 100 schools are from the US. More generally, Laurent, what trends have we seen in the rankings this year? Well, first of all, I think the position of the best business school in the ranking remains fairly stable. The school in the top 25 remained a fairly elite club. It's very hard to get into these positions. But nonetheless, the ranking remained a very competitive one. Over 150 schools took part this year, nearly 160, which was a record. So you can imagine there is a competition for the remaining place outside the top 25 is, is greater than ever. And this year, we had the biggest turnover compared to the previous year. We had 10 new schools. And finally... I think this year the UK and China are the main winners. Most of school in these two countries improved their position, while school in Canada and the other end continue to slide down. I see. So, Della, what do some of these statistics mean? What's happening in the market? I think what we've seen happening in the, in the full-time MBM market over the past year or two is very clear. There is a flight to quality. So MBA students are saying, well, if I can get into Harvard or Stanford or London Business School, I'll go. But if I can't, I won't. And what that means is that lower-ranked business schools, the number of applications are dropping quite dramatically. And this past year, we've seen some business schools in the US pull out of the full-time MBA market altogether. Now, the reason for this is just the cost. It's not just the cost of the programme. But the opportunity cost, in the US especially, you have to spend two years to get an MBA. And people are just looking at the return on investment here and saying, I don't think this is worth the money. And Laurent, you've been crunching all the numbers on the salaries of MBA graduates. What do we know about the salaries that an MBA can earn these days? Well, this year, the average salary of the MBA graduate three years after graduation is $133,000. This is up from 69000 compared to their pre-MBA salaries. So it's an increase of 93%. It's quite remarkable this year. Only 30 schools have a percentage increase above 100%. If we compare to the heyday, for example, of the dot-com boom, where virtually all the school salary increase above 100%. If I, if I may add, the Asian school do the best in terms of salary increase. Any reason seen for that in, in the Asian schools? Well, it seems that Asia is obviously a growing region in the world at the moment. And if we look at the school, it's quite interesting to see if we look at the school in the top five, none of them has got salary increase above 100%. Wow. So there's a lot of interesting data we're unearthing in the rankings this week. Thank you very much, Della and Laurent. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.